Hey, hi, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick, and you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of Superman 3 Movie Minute, a show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can fly this 1983 Superman 3, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Franklin, and joining me on this journey through time and space is... Rob Kelly. Hey, Rob, are you ready to go back into therapy? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we really did a public service uh, for Brian Heiler, Uh, and of course, by extension, all of the thousands... Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that follow Plaid Stallions, uh, that we helped him channel his, uh, face his, his childhood fear in that previous show. So, yeah, I feel like if, if for no other reason, Superman 3 was worth it for that episode. Right. I think so. We, like you said, we did have a breakthrough, you know, in that, in that episode. So, <laughs> had a little breakthrough in this session, Brian. We're very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our minutes this time, which still includes Scary Robot Lady. Uh, they begin with the supercomputer sucking all the power out of the eastern seaboard and ends with Superman and Gus Gorman landing in a coal mine. So a lot happens in these minutes, Rob. It's, uh, we are, I mean, this is kind of the last sequence of the movie. I mean, we have two more movie episodes to do. The, the movie is Superman 3 is around two hours and four minutes long. But this is really the, the those other scenes are kind of the, the coda. This is really the end of the movie. This is the climax, yeah, the, yeah, the, of the action, yeah. Uh, while Scary Robot Lady continues to blast her former brother, Ross the Boss, Superman enters the cave with one hand behind his back. Uh, the computer scans him and finds the container he's holding poses no threat. Hmm, or does it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, we get another bit of early CGI, or maybe it's animation filling in for CGI, but, but it works. It's a, basically a schematic of Superman. Uh, not sure all the twinkling little computer sounds help hold up, though. I mean, I, why did they think computers made those sounds? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> computers. <laughs> yeah. Computer. Computer. <laughs> little Star Trek four. Uh, Lorelai is distressed that Superman isn't rushing over to save her, saying, honey, I'm stuck here. What about me? He doesn't know you, lady. <laughs> I don't know you, lady. We've established that. Uh, the Man of Steel goes all Max Fleischer and deflects Robo Vera's beam back at her, which sends her falling into the floor below, cutting off the supply of that nightmare fuel for so many people, including Brian Heiler. But, hmm. it, I mean, it, it, does this seem a little too easy, given how awesome she seemed in the five minutes before? Yeah, I mean, it does. it is kind of all over a little too quickly. Going back just a couple of beats, I hate to do this because okay. I, I generally don't like this kind of humor, but I can't help it. When when they do the computer scan of Superman and he's turned into like the kind of the wireframe version, you know, the, the Tempest yeah. or the Star Wars uh, arcade game version, and yeah. you see that canister and you know, it looks like he's smuggling it into prison, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> that's what it looks like in terms of its placement. I'm sorry. That's what it looks like. I, I, I again. I apologize, everybody, but I'm I'm kind of desperate for things to talk about in these 
last couple of minutes. And it's just the way he's holding it. And then they do the close up of it. It's like Superman, <laughs> Superman is smuggling this acid container in a very private place. <laughs> this episode of Superman three movie minute brought to you by Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, I hadn't thought of that, Rob, so thanks. That's, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I could add that to your life, Chris. Yes, thank you, yes. Uh, we get more Fleischerisms as two giant arm-like terminals come at Superman. They're frying him because, as we say on JLU cast, electricity is evil. That's right. Uh, yep, Superman is knocked down and loses the canister, which he manages to grab, as a tractor beam pulls him into the computer central hub. Um I'm watching this again, Rob. I'm convinced that when Reeve, Christopher Reeve is pulled inside, I'm betting he was told that there would be more special effects animation of some kind of energy field around him because he's struggling against something that isn't there. <laughs> and and this is a really lousy thing to do to your lead actor. He's not super mime after all. He's Superman. So <laughs> did you notice this? Um, I will say Christopher Reeve looks very uncomfortable uh, when he's getting grabbed by all the, the cords and stuff. It reminded me, I don't want to overstate it, but it reminded me not, you know, entirely uh, without, it reminded me a little bit of uh, the, some of the effects in The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, one of my favorite movies of all time, just in terms of when The Thing grabs some of the people, like it's, ten, excuse me, it's tendrils. Mm-hmm. kind of like slither over it and stuff like that. And of course that's kind of what happened to Vera, although that's not, not quite so much, but with Superman, when it grabs him around the neck and stuff, it, to me, it has that slight feel to it, which is nice and creepy, but I know what you mean. He looks like I, it does feel like that they were supposed to add something and then they didn't. And that is something that every actor I would imagine. And from what I've heard on some podcasts and some interviews, like that's what actors that do these movies are really scared of that they are going to stand there and emote and gesticulate and wave their arms and, and do this thing that they're going to be told will, will look, will look great in post, but you're trusting the director and the, the special effects people to not make you look like a horse's ass, uh, yeah. you know, without just, you just flailing around and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I wonder if they didn't, you know, no, no I doubt they ran out of money on this movie. It, it was still a still Superman movie. But I wonder if something happened there where they just didn't quite give it the polish uh, that I think maybe they would have that, you know, that maybe Christopher Reeve was expecting or they talked about. That said, I like that you were calling it the it's kind of a flagship thing because it is when those two giant, those two metal kind of whatever those they're not arms, but those two metal electric rods. Those Tesla yeah. coils kind of thing yeah. come yeah. in and they're shooting Superman. That really is like a Fleischer. That really is the Superman Fleischer cartoon. And yeah. uh, I hadn't really thought of it until you said it, uh, but it's really cool looking. I like it a lot. It's re- it looks, it makes me wish they had done. I mean, I wish they had done this anyway, a full length Fleischer Superman cartoon movie. That would have been amazing. Oh. Yeah, that'd been all oh, that'd been wonderful. Yeah. I, it, and whatever Superman like punches or, or stops a laser beam and pushes it back. It makes me think of that first Fleischer cartoon. And mm-hmm. then, and they, these, these uh, weird pylon things make me, make me think of the mechanical monsters. So yep. uh, but between the two of them, it just, you know, it, it, that's what it brings to mind. And, uh, but, you know, going back to Reeve, I mean, I, I really noticed it, 
you know, before the cables grab him, he, he acts like something's still pulling him back, but that, mm-hmm. that FX is gone now that, 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 uh, the force field tractor beam is no longer on him, uh, visually. And it, honestly, and I, and everybody knows I love Christopher Reeve, but I think he's really, he's really struggling when, when, even when the cables grab him, I'm kind of wondering if there wasn't supposed to be something additional, like a, a, again, a force field type thing, because he is making some honestly kind of goofy faces. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate to say that because I love Christopher Reeve, but he really is. If you watch it. And I I don't think that's, I, I think that's Lester's fault for not saying, Hey, dial it down or Lester's fault ultimately for not seeing that the, the VFX uh, were added to sell his performance, you know? Yeah. There's a couple of times where Chris Reed's face. In fact, I'm, I have it paused at right at this moment, one fifty, one twenty five, where he's got the thing around his neck and it's almost like, he's like, Oh, he's doing a little yeah. <laughs> like Charles Nelson Riley kind of thing. So, so yeah, I think that they, they probably needed an extra uh, polish over the scene to just make it look, you know, like a little more is going on than just, this uh, band of tinfoil is grabbing him by the neck. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as I, when you said that. It made me think of uh, I've heard the movie The Giant Claw, uh, which, which infamously has that god awful turkey puppet, you know, buzzard. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the the people making the movie never saw the puppet because it's <laughs> they they never had to interact with it, right? So when they're like, I forgot who was the lead in that, but whoever was the lead in that like literally walked out of the movie theater at the first time he went to see it because he had no idea it was going to be that horrible. Uh, oh, man. It, it, and it made him look like an ass because, you know, here he is, you know, these people are acting like this is a legitimate threat and they've got something that looks like, you know, big bird's ugly cousin that's, <laughs> uh, you know, terrorizing the military or something. So, I mean, you know, this is not nearly that bad, but you know, it's, yeah, again, this this is what actors have to deal with sometimes. So, but it, you know, <laughs> I, I will say first of all, the actor you're talking about is Jeff Morrow. Jeff Morrow, yeah, star of Star of the Giant Claw. And then something else I think I have learned over the years from watching enough uh, movie documentaries and listening to podcasts and things like that. If you are an actor and you get offered a gig that you think is beneath you or isn't very good, and you're doing it for the money, and you do it for the reason no one will ever see this anyway. That's when, you know, is going to be, that's the thing that's going to hit and mark you forever. Yeah. It always works out that way. Every single time I hear that story, some actor is like, Oh, no one's going to see this anyway. And then bang, it becomes that thing. You know, it's just always the way it works. But one of the actors in plan nine from outer space knew the movie was that bad. He knew yeah. it. And he did it anyway. Cause he's like, I'm going to be working for three days it's an easy thousand dollars and no one will ever see it. And now all he's known for is playing nine from outer space. So it's like, don't, if you find yourself making that, you know, calculation, don't do it because that's the movie you will be signing DVDs for, for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. I mean, even, even within our genre, I mean, how many different like actors that played superhero characters, you know, I mean, George Reeves himself, he was told like, yeah, you just do it. It's it's you know it's it's going to be in syndication. It won't be that big. Nobody right. Will ever see yeah, it. yeah. 
Yeah, and and then that's again that's all he's what's known for. <laughs> he's after. Superman, so, yeah, he's yep. Superman. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Oh, brother. But uh, but uh, despite uh, that he's fighting against either nothing or cables, uh, he Superman managed to pull the, the lid off the canister, which begins to heat and bubble. And uh, as we said, the wires engulf, engulf him as it pulls him back into the computer. And I, I couldn't help but thinking now, you know, as we watch this now, this could have been a preview of the cyborg Superman, uh, Rob. You know? <laughs> right, there you go. Again, I keep, I've been saying this, like, I think for 20 of the 24, three episodes we've done so far, but it's like, they're so close to Brainiac. Yeah. They're so close. And then they keep veering off of it. It's so frustrating. Oh my God. (laughs) Come on guys. I, the, 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 the scenes where the, the wires slide across Christopher Reeve's face, which was presumably done in reverse is that they put Mm -hmm. him on him and then pulled them off him and then just shot. And then just, uh, you know, ran it backwards. Looks really good. It yeah, looks it really good. It looks upsetting. Um, just seeing that kind of stuff slither over uh, Superman's face and he's sort of immobile. And then it sucks him into the machine. Um, I think all that stuff's a, a really solid effect. I mean, again, we just saw it with Vera. So we're a little less scared that it's going to do the same to Superman. Uh, but it, it's still a really pretty cool effect. Just the idea that this machine is kind of like eating you uh, yeah. is, is, you know, kind of still kind of upsetting. Yeah, I mean, like you pointed out last time, it really is like a precursor to the Borg, you know, yeah. in, in a in a lot yeah. of ways. So yeah, yeah, uh, the, is. the liquid turns green, then red, and then begins to eat through the floor and splatter goo all around the base of the computer, melting it, igniting explosions everywhere. And that's when we know clearly this is the acid from the chemical plant that we saw earlier in the film. We saw Superman flying toward it at the last little bit of our minutes I, I don't know if we even brought that up because uh, we were so traumatized by vera but uh <laughs> <laughs> but I, I we seems like we covered that chemical plant fire like five years ago now so oh my god oh. <laughs> the world seemed to laugh more than uh, yeah, right. <laughs> again i you know we're trying especially as we're wrapping up you know the the show we're trying not to like dunk on the movie too hard but are you like me chris in that um you wish superman had come up with something a little more super to, to defeat this computer i mean he just basically flies out gets some acid and takes the lid off and that does the trick like i wish they'd come up with something a little more superman-y to defeat this computer like i don't know smash it with his fists or rip it apart i mean just some it, it just seems a little eh, you know he gets a vat of acid and the acid eats through it and that's the end it's like really batman could have done that i i like here's one thing i like about it i do like that Superman is using his brain because I think nowadays Superman, especially in other media is often just used as a blunt instrument. You know, he's not, he's not very, doesn't seem very bright. You know, he's just literally like a more refined Hulk in a cape in a lot of ways, (laughs) you you know, which is ridiculous. But I I think maybe this, a, a good compromise would have been to have him bring the acid and try to get it. Once he got it inside the computer, why is it, I mean, why is it that hot inside there? Why couldn't he have, as he was struggling against the computer trying to consume him, blast it with his heat vision and then activate it, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and that that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have made for, you know, Superman, you know, using his actual powers, but also using his brain because, you know, he could he could use this to just go ahead and eat it. But, I mean, honestly, you know, and, and, and they wouldn't, you know, the computer wouldn't even try to necessarily stop him because he's zapping that, not the computer. I mean, the whole point is he can't come at it with his powers because it's, it's ready for any 
move offensive move he makes against it, right? So, but if he blasts the acid, it it doesn't think there's anything to do with the acids. You know, it scanned him that there's nothing, no threat in the acid. So, I mean, I think that would have worked and it gave him a little bit more to do. But I do like that he he used his brain. But yeah, it's a little anticlimactic, honestly. So. Yeah, he's just like okay. I mean, he's letting something else kind of do the work for him. Again, it's fine. It's just a little like mm, you know. I mean, I, I I appreciate what you're saying, and they probably didn't have the money to have him like rip the machine apart like you wouldn't want to see in a comic book. Yeah. But it just it just felt a little underwhelming that he just goes gets a tube and it eats through the floor and then it's done. By the way, I love the 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 shot of the the, the uh, when it turns when the acid turns red and it's splattering against the wall because clearly that's like jelly or something. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> it's way too thick uh, for that to be the acid that we just saw. But you know, again, it's okay. It's, it's looks, yeah, it looks very, well, it does kind of turn a little gelatinous at a certain point, but it just, it's just sort of funny that all of a sudden you knew that there was like a, you know, a grip standing off like flop, you know, okay. Take two flop, you know? Okay, great. So there's somebody out there whose job it was, was to just throw this crap onto this computer wall. And then they just shot a second unit or something. It's a few years early, but it's like the uh, scene in Spaceballs where they've been jammed, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. It's just that same. Yeah, yeah. And but you know, I mean, man, I really hope that that acid doesn't make its way all the way to China. Right, I mean, right. It's way through the floor. I mean, it, you know, I hope it stops at some point. I mean, I'm guessing it'll melt when it gets to the core of the Earth, but or Skitaris at least or something. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Travis Morgan just yeah. got he just melted his helmet. Yeah. The hell is that? <laughs> Sam Elliott is Travis. <laughs> there you go. I like it. <laughs> uh, let me get a ton of destruction porn of the computer. And uh, I mean, it blows up for a good like two minutes. I, I think they could have shaved a bit off of that and, and put some of that money into that force field for Superman. We were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> you know, I guess if you're going to blow up the set, you know, you want to get every shot you can out of it because you're blowing up the set. So Yeah. It's like, hey, people enjoyed the Krypton blowing up, right? So let's give them some more. You know, it's like, yeah, but we're past the Irwin Allen phase, guys. That was that was the seventies. That's over. Like, um, Lorelai drops to the ground and passes out, and a once again human Vera moves under some scaffolding and rubble as Superman slowly crawls out from beneath some massive rocks, um, and uh, he sees a hand beneath the rocks and moves some boulders which reveals Gus Gorman. The two give, give, sorry about that. The two give each other a solid handshake. Oh. And Gus says, thank you, brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought we were done with this movie's horrible, horrible jokes. And then we were not. <laughs> this is, oh, I hate that joke so much. It, it it could have it could have been worse. I guess they could have turned around and gave each other like a high, high five in the back and you know, oh. on the back side and all that. You know. uh, As the yeah. kids say, it's very cringe. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that's exactly what my daughter always says. It's very oh, cringe. Oh, lordy, um, lordy, lordy! It's uh, so, so bad. Um, you know, maybe dated cultural references that are you know maybe a little a little uncomfortable. Honestly, now. Uh, Aside, is Superman's chumminess with Gus earned? I, yeah, I mean, this is I, Gus really gets off easy yeah. in this movie. <laughs> he does. I mean, I know he's not evil the way the other three are. And by the way, shouldn't Vera have some 
you only see her for a second, but shouldn't she have some residue on her face? I mean, God, she was just turned into a robot woman (laughs) with like all this stuff stitched to her. I mean, like, shouldn't she have something? It looks like everything was just like all that stuff that was attached to her face just came off and it's like, it's all good. You would think they'd scar her up or something. Uh, but you know, okay. But yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that, oh God. Even Captain Picard had to have like little, you know, he had little patches left. Yeah. They took his, the cutest stuff off for a while. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, also, how does Lorelai, I mean, I know I talked about this in a previous episode, but how does Lorelai, when she falls, not break her leg? Like she dropped like 20 feet. Oh, I don't know. uh, While wearing boots onto (laughs) a rock floor. I mean, you know. People are really durable in these Superman movies. They just get knocked around. It's like, oh, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, and the Gus thing, I mean, as far as Superman knows, Gus is obviously the general who laid the synthetic kryptonite on him. Mm-hmm. He's also with this bunch. And all he did was take out that kryptonite, right? I mean, yeah, that was, yeah, he, he saved him. But, I mean, he wouldn't be in any of this predicament without him. And Superman honestly doesn't know how involved he was because he's yep. not interacted with him other than when he was the general and when as Clark Kent he hit him in the crotch with the door you know when he was getting out of the car in Smallville another great moment yeah Uh, we cut to a gas station which looks to be the same one where the fight broke out earlier uh, and a customer tells an attendant to pump him some premium since it's been so long let her have the good stuff now as we deal with supply chain problems in their COVID era that we live in, wouldn't Ross Webster's scam take weeks, even months to correct itself? I mean, all the ships with oil are still out at sea, right? I mean, <laughs> some of them are still stuck in the Panama Canal. I mean, come on. Yeah, this is a whole, this is a whole, because clearly this is literally like a half hour later. Because yes, following exactly. this, Superman is still is still bringing Gus back. So yeah, this is, this is yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. In, in the same, Gus is in the same clothes that he was in, yeah. in the cave. Yeah. They're even dirty from the cave. Yeah. And, and, and on a slightly tangential note, like you're not supposed to do that to your car, right? You're not supposed to change the quality of the gas. Once you start, like, isn't that not good for your car? Like would you, I, if you, if you, if you start your car, giving your car premium, you're supposed to stick with premium or if you give it, Regular, you stick with regular. You're not supposed to switch back and forth. As far as I know, that's not good for your car. Yeah, I don't think it's really good for it. No, no. Uh, so that, so that's, good. that's another know. thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, this is all fixed instantaneously. Thanks, Superman. <laughs> yeah, Superman is is flying a very frightened Gus back, and he makes a dad joke about acid indigestion. Uh, there you go, Doctor Ange. Uh, and then <laughs> and, and then Gus asks him what's going to happen to Ross the boss and the ladies, and Superman responds. Well, they're going to have to see the police now. It's not your problem anymore. Uh, well, uh, I hate to say this, Superman, but you deciding that Gus gets a pass because of a change of heart. Now, that is a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> Superman's just like, yeah, you don't have to go to jail. It's fine. You know? <laughs> and also, I'm curious if you felt this. During the scene where Superman is flying Gus home and they do the little gag where his legs or his pulls his legs up over the top of the tree they talk for a good amount of time like almost a solid minute this feels a little like it was backfilled like i feel like they shot the movie and then they were like you know what we need to 
because we don't see the villains any, anymore. I think I, I feel like this is something where they realize, you know what? We need to establish what happened to the three baddies. So, like, let's have Superman and Gus talk about it. It feels like this was something done later to cover up the fact that they didn't get a shot of Ross and everybody else getting arrested, and they couldn't get mm. those actors back. So it's like, all right, let's get Reeve and and Pryor to tell everybody what happened. It just felt a little, uh, you know, uh, you know, like reshooty kind of thing. I can see that, and you know, and that was a big criticism of the uh, of the uh, cinema cut, the the you know the actual uh, in theater cut of Superman two. That what did happen to the Phantom Zone villains? Did Superman leave them to die at the yep. fortress? And you know, so I mean, you know, here they're at least saying, well, they're in police custody now. You know, yeah, because uh, like you said, we didn't see them get arrested, and 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 also that way they didn't have to show, you know. I, I can't imagine that Ross and Vera wouldn't be just like, you know, arrest him too. You know, what are you letting him get off for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they're not going to be, oh, let him go. He's okay. Now, Lorelai, maybe, but the, those two, no, no yep. way. You know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the, but we're, we're in wacko Superman 3 world. The, this is practically like Batman 66 by this point now. You know? Oh, I yeah, mean, Absolutely. Absolutely, it's that Gotham City logic, but it's like Metropolis logic now. This so, really, yeah. I, boy, you know, now that you've said this, really is like a thousand Batman episodes where Batman let the 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 the, the girlfriend of the Riddler or the Joker off. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. she, you just misunderstood. Meanwhile, the Riddler gets carted off by kind of like, well, wait a minute. She kind of, you know, just because she rescued you at the end doesn't mean she's okay. You know, so, yeah, yeah, this feels like that. Uh, quite, uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is very much that. Poor deluded child that I yeah. got a job at the Wayne Foundation. You know, that yeah. type thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Adam West. <laughs> oh, yeah. Superman tells Gus they're going to make a stop and lands in a coal mine, presumably in West Virginia or maybe even Kentucky. Much to the astonishment of two coal miners. And I bet you you know who those two coal miners are, Rob. Yeah, we talked about this in the episode where they showed up earlier. And one of them is that actor who is in Empire Strikes Back. He's the guy that is piloting the snowspeeder who finds Han Solo after he rescues Luke. He's the, uh, I found them, repeat, I found them. It's that, that same actor. So, yeah, it's great that he kind of gets another another scene here. Uh, again, talk about, you know, I, I don't... That guy could have lived off of conventions, you know, if he yeah. wanted to. He's like, so, you know, he'd be he'd have that banner behind him, and it would have a big Star Wars logo and a big Superman logo behind him. It's like, you know, he's got two different fandoms to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do like that. Gus asked if Superman is all right after their flight. That's kind of cute. Uh, yeah, I, that, that yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So, and we see Superman walk over to uh, some of the coal there, and then our minutes wrap up. So, uh, anything to add here, Rob? I mean, again, I liked like the scene of Superman being eaten by the robot. That's a neat idea. It does feel like maybe budget wise, they didn't quite, they couldn't quite get it over the finish line, um, which is unfortunate. The, the 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 Soul Brother handshake scene is just awful. It just it's just terrible in so many respects. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just it's just not a good joke. But uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's. They, <laughs> I'm trying so hard, Chris. I'm really trying to be so hard to be positive. They, they, they were swinging. They were trying. I, I don't think they quite. They didn't really quite land it, but it. They, they did their best. <laughs> Put it that I, way. They did their best. 
I think, you know, us doing this in five-minute increments, I think last time where we left off, I think we were in a really a really good spot that they could have really wowed us with the whole evil Vera angle. Yeah. I mean, even, even though she did look, I mean, like we said, when she come out, she looked a little goofier yeah. than, than she had to, partially because of that ridiculous outfit Vera had on to begin with, yeah. with the weird job per shorts and everything, <clears throat> but in uh, the socks pulled up to her knees, but you know, it, it's uh, looks like she's on the love boat. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Where's captain Stubby. Yeah. Uh, but uh you know, it, it, I, you know, as a kid, I, the ending was fine. It did the ending didn't bother me. It's just you know, watching it now for a podcast and examining it, I see things that you know, it's like, well, you know, he's struggling against something that's not there and this and that. But I, I really do love the the whole you know, blasting the, you know, uh, pushing the laser back at her and the 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 Fleischer esque elements of it. You know, I I just would have liked the scene about five to ten more minutes of that that you know that type of stuff you know yeah i would agree boy these movies really do love superman pushing lasers back with his palm don't they yeah they do series yeah they (laughs) They really love that they do yeah i it's not quite as cool as when he punches it like the fleischer cartoons because nothing nothing beats superman punching the laser i just i I just eat that for breakfast so So that'll do it for these minutes. Be sure to check out the other fine shows on our network at fireandwaterpodcast.com. We'd love to read your comments on Superman 3 over at fireandwaterpodcast.com as well. And you can leave us a review in Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. Special thanks to Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer of Star Wars Minute for starting this whole Movies by Minute phenomenon. Check out all the shows they have helped inspire over at moviesbyminute.com. Extra special thanks to all the patrons of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. If you would like to support the network financially, go to patreon.com slash fwpodcast, where you can find many ways you can help keep the network going, including support levels that get you a special shout-out on the show of your choice, like Superman's pal, Henry Bernstein, who supports Superman Movie Bennett. I think this was longer than 20 minutes, Henry. I, I'm not sure, but I think... <laughs> we, we hope this, this episode passed muster, Henry. Thank you so much for your support. Worth every dime. Uh, Join our never-ending battle here next week on Superman Movie Minute as we continue our coverage of Superman 3. Giorgio, per favore. E grazie.